Mix in the Dark. Hey, what's up? It's Mai Yang from Mix in the Dark. Some of you have messaged me and asked for my thoughts of all this paranormal stuff and if I actually believe in these sorts of things. And in short, I do believe in these things to a certain extent. I happen to love how science works and I believe that every movement has a cause and effect relationship. Therefore, some paranormal events or things that we perceive as paranormal could be explained through science. Um, And the times where science cannot explain a phenomenon, then that is when I turn to spiritual explanations. But even then, I'm a little skeptical. I think it's okay to be skeptical and to have that side. Um, And I am a paranormal fanatic and have this deep interest in unexplained events. I try to learn more by researching the science part of it. And of course, there are times where things just cannot be backed up by science and there are no explanations other than to explore the paranormal. And this is the reason why and how this podcast came to be. I just love exploring the paranormal side of things. Speaking of skeptics, This story is from a person who describes himself as a skeptic. I give him lots of respect for his reasoning behind his thoughts. Let's continue to respect each other's experiences as these are true stories from your community of Scary Story listeners. Please enjoy. This might be a ghost story, or maybe not. It might be more of an experience or something that happened to me. I had to think really long and hard before I told myself that I would just go ahead and tell it. This story or life experience will involve the truth to the best of my knowledge. I'm going to tell it as is. I come from a big family of 10 brothers and 8 sisters. My brother had 5 daughters and my nephew was the only boy. My brother was probably 20 years older than me. My nephew and I were best friends. He was about 5 years younger than me. I am probably the only skeptic in my family. I still don't believe in afterlife, death, or spirits, or ghosts, or whatever the paranormal is. I believe that there is no way that ghosts or spirits can exist. My nephew and I would get high from weed and talk about everything from the solar systems to the tiny bacteria under our feet. Our mind would expand in ways unimaginable, and we would talk about things unimaginable. We would often joke about life after death. Sometimes we would scare ourselves silly. We would tell each other that fear is just a sense we as humans have in us, and if we learn to control and turn off that sense, then there is nothing to be scared of. We asked ourselves, why is it that when the light is out, we are fine, but as soon as darkness comes out, the sense of fear turns on? Maybe that's how ghost stories became, because the sense of fear from the night makes people think of crazy things, and one story told to another will lead to others adding to it, and it gets twisted into a full-blown ghost story. These stories get carried on and told. Other stories with similarities get twisted into other stories, and that's how ghost and spiritual stuff is so common in life. Fear is simply just a sense that humans have. 
Our brains are so smart that we can make up so many things to trick people in so many ways. My father died in 2005, and we mourned for years because my father was the first person in our family to die, and that was what brought every one of us closer. My father loved my nephew because he knew my brother tried really hard to have a boy, and he finally had my nephew. My father had a nickname he would call my nephew, and we would laugh about it all the time. I guess that's how my father showed his love. Through time, my nephew and I slowly grew apart, but we still kept in touch, texting or calling at least once every two weeks. I got married and had kids. He started working and was helping his siblings with driving them to and from school and stuff like that. I remember one day my computer got messed up, and I called him to see if he could fix it because he was a computer geek. So he checked it out and said that it was a simple fix. He just had to go to work. We had to schedule for next week when he's off. We chatted for a bit while he held my kids, laughed, and joked. Then we went to look at his modified Honda Civic, and then he left. The next day, he texted me saying that he will be busy, so we will have to reschedule the week after next. So I said, "Yeah, sure, anytime you're free, but don't wait too long because I need my computer to pay bills." Exactly three days later, right after I got off work at three o'clock, my niece from my other brother called me while I was driving home. She told me that I had better go over to my uncle's house right now. I asked her why, and she said that my nephew is dead. Shut up! I said. He's dead. She tried again. He hung himself. It was that moment that I knew she wasn't playing around. I paused, and we went silent. Tears poured down my face, and I couldn't see anything in front of me. My niece called my name a few times before I came back to reality and replied that I would be there. We hung up, and her voice and those words she said echoed and became implanted in my brain. That was all I heard on the way home. My nephew was a simple man, but he was also a person who would say things without thinking about the consequences, or maybe he just didn't give a damn. I didn't know he was depressed. I didn't know he was lonely. Every time we saw each other, he would laugh, joke, and always talk about good things. The day he left this earth, I was devastated. My life would never be the same after that. I got home, parked, came into the house, sat down with my wife and kids, and finally, it got to me, and I broke down hard. My kids kept asking why I was crying, but I didn't answer. My wife asked me, and I told her and moaned that my nephew died, and that I had to go right now. So I left, still not believing what was happening. I drove to the house and saw everyone's car, the cops, and the ambulance in the driveway. I walked up the driveway and saw the paramedic next to a black body bag in the garage. I stood there staring at them in the body bag. I froze in tears and silence. My uncle opened the door and told me to come inside. Everyone was upstairs, and the cops and paramedics needed space. They were going to take my nephew away. 
All I remember was that my eyes were blurry from all the tears that were coming out. I couldn't see anyone. After the ambulance took the body, more family members and friends came. We started drinking, and I was so furious and shocked and in disbelief that I swallowed as many beers as I could. We stood in the garage where my nephew hung himself, and we toasted to him a few times. As soon as light turned into the night, the garage light started to flicker. I felt that he was around us walking around. My eyes were forced to look around as if I was following him walking. With the lights flickering and people crying, the garage became darker and darker. I was getting more and more drunk and more and more mad by the minute, so I went upstairs to look for my brother. I found him in a room with my aunt and mom. I told him that I needed to talk to him. He took me to the other room and asked me what was up. I looked him in the eyes and said, I hate you. You are the reason why my nephew died. Then I cried after. My brother held me and said that it was okay and that we will talk after all of this is done. I continued and said, None of this would have happened if you were easier on him. At that moment, my aunt and my mom opened the door and saw us. My aunt and mom told us to stop crying. Then they changed their tone of voice and told my nephew to get out of me. I kept telling them that it was just me and not him. That got me even more mad. They kept saying, get out of him, leave him alone, as if my nephew was possessing me. They got me more mad, so I walked out the door, and I told myself that I was going to drive home drunk and not care. Luckily, I made it home and went straight to bed. The next day, my other nephews and cousins came over because we were supposed to go to my brother's house. Before leaving for my brother's house, we went to the garage and rolled up some weed. I then walked into the garage sunroom to get something. As I was walking out back to the guys, a little brownish black bird flew into the garage. Everyone looked as the bird flew past all of them and straight to me. I ducked down to avoid the bird and it landed on my back and shoulders. I said, come and get it, hurry. The guys eventually came and grabbed it. The first thing they said was my nephew's name and I said, damn, that is so weird. Because all these years living here, no bird has ever came into the garage, and this one was so tame, it let them catch him. The guys laughed and joked, saying that maybe it was my nephew, and that maybe he wanted to see me. They let it go. It flew into the tree nearby and sat there for about 15 minutes before flying away. We got done smoking and left for my brother's house. The next day, my mom and sister came over with a chicken and asked me about what happened. I told her nothing, but she told me to stop lying and that they already knew. I continued to tell them that it was nothing and it was just a stupid bird. Despite what I said, she started to do her spiritual stuff. She walked to the garage, went in and out with her incense sticks, and continued around the house. She then tied strings on me, my wife, and our kids. She also tied strings to our doorknobs, and then she said to me that I shouldn't be so sad. He left already and that he is not my nephew anymore, so don't think about him or be sad about it. I got mad and I told her not to say that. I was out of line for yelling at her, but this was really fresh and it just happened two days ago. 
I couldn't control my feelings. She said whoever I dream about or whatever I will feel is not him anymore and for me to stop worrying and being sad. She told me that I shouldn't even think about him anymore as he is not my nephew anymore. I challenged her, saying that every year she comes over and does this thing for my dead dad, setting up the table and asking for him to come sit and eat. Is that still dad or is that not dad? My mom got angry and told me to just listen to her and do as I'm told. She said I will be calling your wife every day, so you better be good. Then she and my sister left. The day before the funeral, my mom called me and said, Tomorrow, I don't want you to go see your nephew, okay? Just hold your kids' hands and sit there. Let the funeral do its thing. I wondered why, but my mom just kept telling me to be a good son and to listen. I got mad, and I told my mom that I'm sick of all her superstitions, and that's why Hmong people could never surpass any other race, because... People like that are always afraid to venture out and to discover. They are always scared of things like ghosts and spirits, and that's why we have fallen behind. My mom then yelled at me, asking why I am the only son that thinks like this, and that I should just believe whatever she believes in. I teared up because I was helpless, and I love my mom even though I rebelled against her. I always find myself losing and giving in to her. I kept quiet and finally agreed with my mom. This is a side note that oftentimes Hmong folks believe that if a person is extremely sad during a funeral, their body is vulnerable and could be taken over by any spirit in the funeral home. This is similar to the belief that you should not trip or fall down in a funeral home because falling also causes your spirit to fall, making your body become vulnerable for spirits to enter. Days went on and sadness still lingered in me. Every morning when I wake up and open the garage to walk out to my door, I would feel something outside of the garage. My eyes would feel so tingly and weak that sense of fear would come all over my body, but I would control it and walk toward that feeling and into my car and drive off to work like normal. This would happen every day for months until finally it stopped. Maybe I was getting over his death. It has been years now. I dreamt that my nephew came to me in my dream. I looked at him and said, Hey, aren't you dead? He laughed at me and said, No, are you stupid? I'm not dead. Then I questioned him saying, But you hung yourself. He then gestured for me to follow and said that he would show me. All of a sudden, we started flying. I kept looking at him. I could only see his waist up. He didn't have a shirt on. We were up very high, like on an airplane, staring down, seeing little houses and cars driving around. Then we came back down and he said, Okay, go tell them that I am not dead and I am still here. All of a sudden, I woke up. I looked at the time. It was somewhere around 4 o'clock. I felt fear all over. I felt my body was drenched in sweat. My wife woke up too and explained that I was making all sorts of noise while sleeping. I got up, went to smoke, and cried. The next morning, I called my mom around noon. She didn't pick up, so I tried again hours later. She still didn't pick up. Then that night around 8, she called back and said that she was just busy and that she could talk now. 
I asked her why she was busy and she told me that she had to go to my brother's house to do a spiritual thing for him. Something about releasing my nephew. It was awkward, so I told her about the dream and she came over the next day and did her spiritual thing for me and my family. In the Hmong culture, after doing a funeral, we do something called Jobli. It is the final part of the funeral. This is done within months, sometimes years, after the physical funeral. Jobli translates to letting go of the soul. I like to look at this ceremony as a mental healing for the family. The ceremony signals the deceased spirit to let go of its family and to go into the afterlife, whatever that may be. It is also vice versa. Family members also take this time to let go of the deceased so that they can go into the afterlife. Days, months, and years went by. I learned to live and let go. I've learned to respect my mom's wishes, even though I was a skeptic. I will honor my mom's wishes. I followed her words so as long as she's still here and as long as she is still my mom. I must believe what she believes. She is my mom and she will protect me and never let anything harm my family and I. Today I am still a skeptic. I still don't know what to believe or maybe I don't want to believe. The human brain is a mysterious thing. We can use our brains to do things and say things so unimaginable that we can manipulate people. This is my story and my experience. My brothers, sisters, nieces, and nephews, they have their own stories about my nephew. But this is my story. I am just a simple little speck of dust in this giant bacteria-filled world, and the only way to know the truth is to wait for your turn to go to the other side. Thank you for listening to Mix in the Dark. I am your host, Mai Ying. Mix in the Dark is available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast series. If you have a story that you would like to share, please send it to mixinthedark at gmail.com. If there's a story that you really enjoyed, feel free to hit up my tip jar on Venmo. Just search Mix in the Dark on the business tab.